Salam alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuhu. The world is open to us, and all of the good and bad that's within it is open to us. All of it is made available to us, and we have to choose what we're going to take and what we're going to bypass, what we're going to consume, and what we're going to discard. And there should be reasons for why we do the things that we do. We should be people who have reasons for our actions, who have thought through what it is that we're involved with <clears throat> and thought through why we're involved with these things. Unfortunately, most people are in a reactive state, which means they do things in response to things that have been done either to them or they believe to them. And because these things have been done, they feel that they somehow have to respond. So if someone does something that makes someone angry, they have to do something back in retribution. And then out of all of the things that are available to us in the world, somehow people end up with retribution. What a bizarre choice of things to become involved with. We have to look for the good in the world. We have to look for the holy in the world. We have to look for the positive in the world. And <clears throat> we have to become involved with that. It is said that the path, the true path, the path of the truth, is very narrow. As narrow as a hair. As narrow as the blade of a sharp knife. Well, it's true, because to be on the path of the truth, all of these choices that you're given in the world have to be narrowed down. They have to be narrowed down to being, choosing that which is the qualities of God. So, when we look at the world, there's so much to see, but how much of it is within 
the qualities of God. And how much of it is that which has been discarded, that which is illusory, that which is illusion. We have to determine the choices in our life. And we have to choose reality. And we have to choose reality on a consistent basis. One of the names of Allah is reality. Haq. Haq means the path of truth. The path of reality. The path of what's real as opposed to what's not real. And it's very easy in this world to make a life <clears throat> based on what's not real. There's so much going on that's temporary in its nature and temporary in its manifestation that it's easy to cling to these things and keep repeating temporary things for the temporary things that disappear. Watch the temporary cycles. In sports, there's a champion every year, and then they start over again. And then at the end of that year, they start over again. In movies, they have award shows for the best pictures of that year, and then next year, they start over again. Everybody's constantly starting over again. We need to build on truth and progress in truth, not start over again in illusion constantly. If you have love in your heart, that love will grow. And you don't have to start over again with love. That love will continue to grow until that love becomes compassion and mercy. And then that also grows. These things that are the truth and at the core of the truth are consistent through all paths. Consistent through all religions. No matter what the external manifestations of a religion may be, at their core is the truth of love and the truth of mercy and the truth of compassion and the truth of Allah guiding everything. We can choose to see this truth throughout all religions, or we can choose to look at the external manifestations of religions and describe them by their externalities, as opposed to their internal truths. By describing things by their externalities, what we do is we avoid the truth of things and we end up dealing with the illusion. 
the things that separate people, the things that tear people apart and put them into different groups. We need to be able to see that which is the same in everyone and in everything. And in being able to see that sameness, we become closer to the truth. As we see differences, we become further from the truth. This is an important understanding because a lot of the world is seeing differences. And a lot of the world is pushing itself away further from further from the truth of Allah, from the truth of God, for the sake of self-importance, for the sake of thinking that their religion is the best or their way is superior. We need to be able to be on our own path, yet not need to denigrate anyone else's path, and need to understand that those on other paths can find the essential essence of the truth in the same way that we can find the essential essence of the truth in our path. And in reality, if we're not looking for the essential essence of truth, we are not finding our way towards reality. We are finding our way towards ritual. We are finding our way towards manifesting certain kinds of performances. But performance and truth are not the same. An actor who's very, very proficient at his profession may be able to make you believe in the truth of his role but in truth it's a lie no matter how proficient he is at portraying it what we need to be able to do is portray the truth in reality we need to be able to become reality. And the way to become reality is to understand the true essence of reality. And what is the true essence of reality? The true essence of reality is Allah. And how do we find Allah? We find Allah through His qualities. And the only way that we can enter into reality is to find those qualities. In the late 60s and early 70s, uh, a lot of the world was talking about enlightenment. But nobody had any idea of what enlightenment was. Everybody had their own imagination of what becoming enlightened was. And then there were all these books out there with all these uh, trendy ideas about what enlightenment was. Well, 
I've learned after being involved on this path for almost 50 years that enlightenment is being merciful that enlightenment is being compassionate that enlightenment is being loving that enlightenment is becoming real enlightenment is reality and reality is the qualities of God and it is in that way that we can touch the truth <clears throat> it's said that if you know yourself you will know your Lord well what is it to know at the essence of who you are we're told in Genesis that Allah created us in his image well Allah doesn't have an image but he does have qualities and these qualities can't be seen or weighed or measured yet they are more real than anything that we can see so if we can begin to understand the essential nature of what love is we can become real if we can understand the essential nature of what mercy is we can become real and we become real by putting this love and this mercy and this compassion into action and one of the interesting things about love and mercy and compassion is for them to be brought into the world we have to act with those qualities and that's when we become the ones who bring God's reality the only reality into existence we bring it into existence by being his qualities and what happens when we are his qualities we lose our previous nature we lose our personalities we lose all that we had that we built up that was surreal as opposed to real we built we, we, we give up all that we've taken all these years to establish ourselves as or as the Sheikh would put it we disappear into Allah and Allah is all that exists we need to understand that dynamic and we have to understand that it is within that dynamic that enlightenment exists and that reality exists the teacher told us become like me and what did we see in the teacher we saw a man who had no self interest his interest was in others and in giving to others and in helping others and in getting them to progress towards the truth when someone asked him to tell us about his story 
His response was, I'm not here to talk about my story. I'm only here to talk about his story. Because his story is the only real story. So, as we're so involved with our own lives, when we realize that this is a temporary fleeting story, and if we want to get to immortality and enlightenment, we have to become involved in his story, and it is within him that our immortality exists, we have begun to understand reality. Somehow, we have to become satisfied with the idea that to become real, we need to disappear. That to become real, we have to give up all that we hold on to in this world. That reality exists in a different level, in a different place, in a different state than the illusion of this world. And we have to find that place. And we don't have to travel to find it. We can find it by sitting still and becoming at one with all that exists. When I was with my teacher and my teacher was alive, it was as if there was a protective dome around me and the community. And I felt it incredibly powerfully. The reality is that this protective dome never goes away. And you're always within the protection of Allah. There are always angels ready to help you. There is always God's power ready to help you. You just have to make yourself available to it. When you can see that strength in front of you manifest, <clears throat> for some people, it's easier to believe in that protection. But when that manifestation disappears, and all there is is your faith and understanding that these things are unseen, and you can still believe, this is the true test of your progress. So, our faith has to be strong enough that we are still in the presence of our teacher. We are still in the presence of the prophets. We are still in the presence of all the saints and kutubs and friends of God, even though they may have passed their physical manifestation. Yet, our faith is such that we hold them near us and we believe in them. And then, they become part of us also. But, if we limit ourselves to our sight and our senses, and our other senses, 
we have committed a grave injustice upon ourselves. We've limited ourselves in a way that stops us from moving forward and understanding the truth. We have to develop a belief system that's very powerful, that believes in the unseen. So even though we live a life that is sensual in that we see and we hear and we smell, we also have to believe in what we can't see. And as the teacher would say, we have to see with the eyes within the eyes, smell with the nose within the nose, hear with the ears within the ear, taste with the tongue within the tongue. There's another level of existence. And we have to become part of that level. Part of the level where things can't be weighed and measured. Part of the level where faith brings us towards reality. We need to understand that even though we can't see kindness and love and mercy and compassion, these things are what exists beyond illusion and what continues to exist after illusion disappears. So the glitters and the magnetisms of the world try and pull us into their sphere. We have to pull ourselves out of that sphere. We have to make conscious choices to pull ourselves away from that which is illusory. And we have to know that which is illusory. I've gotten a lot older over the last 70-some years. My body's changed. I can't do the things I could do when I was 18 or 20 or 30. And I've learned that inside of me, there's a reality that isn't matched by my external bag of bones. And if I look at the bag of bones as my truth then I've lost my way. So, as we get older, or younger, we need to detach ourselves from the illusory nature of our physical existence and understand that this isn't who we are and that it's going to disappear. My best friend disappeared on me from my visual ability to see him. But he didn't disappear from my love. And he didn't disappear from my ability to be with him. We need to understand that. That we can be close to the ones we can't see. The prophets came not just for the moment in time that they were here. But they came for all of time. And they came not just for the people that they were with, but they came 
for all of humanity, for each and every person. And all of their stories were not just for the people of their time, but for all of humanity and all of time. And we need to accept that and to integrate that into who we are. The stories of the prophets are the stories for us. The stories of the Ketub are the stories for us. We must become part of those stories. The Insan Kamal is capable of making his disciples like him. That's the transformation. That's enlightenment. Becoming like the teacher. So, you've been given the example of the teacher. Become like that. He said to us often, become like me. Become like me. He wasn't kidding. And we have to have the faith and the certitude and the determination that we can become like him. And we were able to watch what he was like. And what he was like was, he wasn't there. He became whoever he was talking to. He became whatever was needed at the moment. He became the cure for problems. He became the love in our hearts. He became that which took away our cares and our worries. He became an oracle. He became a miracle. He became a wonder within our midst that transcended what we understood before we came into his presence. He took us to places that we never imagined before we met him. Which tells you something about your imagination. It's limited. Your intellect is limited. We need to let go of all of these things and go to where the saints went. Go to where the friends of Allah went. Go to where the Ketubs went. Go with them. Because it is their intention to take us with them. And we have to allow that intention to come into fruition. We need to stop holding back. We need to stop being enamored by what's in this world. And as we let go, we become more. We become part of that which we let go to. We become at one with the truth. And then the truth overwhelms us. And we become truth. And we disappear. We can't be afraid of this disappearance because in this disappearance we become greater than anything we can imagine. May Allah bring this state to us. May he show us the glory of his being in himself 
and bring us in himself. And may it be so for each of us. Amen. Amen.